Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Inspire Tomorrow podcast, where we want you to learn to lead with purpose today so that you can inspire tomorrow. I am Joe Lawrence, and I just want to start off by thanking you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to reach out to me, you can reach out at any time to inspiretomorrow at gmail.com. And I just want to thank all those many people who have uh, sent emails with some feedback. I like a few of, we've had some good uh, email dialogue chains going back and forth about some of the concepts we've talked about and kind of furthering those ideas. You've taught me a lot. Thank you. Uh, Some have given me good feedback, some bad feedback. I appreciate it all. I'm trying to get better and I just enjoyed the conversation. So thank you very much. Today, we're going to do some more conversating. We're going to talk about thawing the frozen middle. Now, this is an idea that in recent past has kind of become more and more popularized uh, for those in the Air Force anyways. Uh, Chief Master of the Air Force talked about the the frozen middle uh, not too long ago. And in the civilian world, they've been discussing this various forms for the past couple of years. And as far as I could tell, this goes back to around 2005, maybe even earlier, where that phrase was coined. Now, the first time I heard about it was I read it in Adam Grant's book, Originals, where he talks about the middle being risk adverse. Now, where they're talking about with the middle is middle management. These are the people who are the first level in an organization without the boots on the ground. These are the people that, you know, if you're fixing cars, you're the that first person who doesn't hold a wrench anymore. Uh, and in an organization, it's the person who's not doing the work, but the person who's managing those directly doing the work. That is kind of where we're at when we're talking about middle managers. And that goes up a couple levels until you get into the senior leadership type roles. So that is who middle managers are. Now, what Adam Grant said is that the middle was risk adverse, saying that they are not willing to push ideas up the chain that their team hands off to them because they're afraid of being fired or afraid of failing, being demoted, uh, things along those lines. And in some other articles I've read, senior leaders kind of bash middle managers saying that this frozen middle is unwilling or unable to actually make things happen, the different initiatives that they're pushing down. So it does not look good for middle management when we talk about the frozen middle. And to be honest with you, when I first heard this concept, uh, when I read it in Adam Grant's book, I didn't run it through my normal filter and I was actually dealing with something similar where I had an initiative I was trying to push up through my chain of command and one of the middle managers kind of schwacked it down and didn't even give it a second thought. And so I was like, yeah, Adam Grant, you're onto this, man. You're the man. But then after I had some time to chew on it, I kind of ran it through my filter And what I like to do when I hear these different ideas and concepts, especially when it's finger pointing, is I like to look at motivations. We all know that most people are not bad. Most people want the best for at least those around them. They might not care about the organization's goals, but they usually do care about the people around them. And most people want to go home thinking that they did a good job for the day. In fact, I've never heard anyone go home and say, I totally did a bad job on purpose all day today. I suck at my job. I've just never heard that. Most people want to do a good job. I'm going to talk about motivations then. Let's go with the two that are obvious. Senior leaders. Obviously, they want to produce something 
more, they want to produce more. They want their company to be better, faster, stronger. They want to be able to show to whoever they answer to, whether it's their bosses or whether it's shareholders or whomever, they want to be able to say how they're better, faster, stronger, and how that all happened under their leadership. Makes sense. They hear some great ideas that they've seen in other places, a seminar they've been to, a book they've read, peers, whatever, and they push it down. Makes sense. It's just Let's just make it happen. I don't know why this is so hard. That's their perspective, their motivation. Then you have the boost on the ground. Their motivation is every time we do X, Y, or Z, we run into problems. You know, we're baking pizzas here and this oven doesn't work. Or if we did this, we can make this oven work faster. They're running into problems. They're tripping over, you know, different stones and rocks in their path. We need to solve their problems. And they're pushing these problems up to these middle managers should be simple. This is their job is to take care of the people and yet they're not doing it. They clearly are unable or unwilling to help me. Then you have the poor middle manager in the middle. This guy or gal is put into this position. This a lot of times they're not really given. In fact, most of the times I'd be willing to bet not really given the training or the tools that they need to do the job. You know, when you're a technician, you are taught how to do your job extremely well. You know, you were taught how to flip that dough around and put the sauce on the pizza. You were taught how to, you know, put that brake on. You were taught how to fix that aircraft. You were taught how to code that computer. You were taught hands-on right there, great training. Well, the middle managers, think about how they're promoted. They're great at doing their job. So they say, hey, Bob, you're a great computer coder you're now the boss of all these computer coders. This Here's your team. And so now they're in charge of a team of computer coders. It should be easy because Bob's a computer coder. Well, those skills no longer really matter. They help you relate to your team. But just because you're a good computer coder doesn't mean you're going to be a good boss of computer coders. Totally different skill sets. And so a lot of times they were just put in sink or swim situations based on that simple fact that they were good at their job. So their motivation is to not sink. They obviously want to swim. And now these middle managers have to wear multiple hats. They are in charge of multiple things. They're trying to meet the strategic goals that are set upon them from senior leaders. And they're trying to take care of the needs of their team. So what happens is they look for the things that they know they're going to get yelled at for from their bosses. And that's what they focus on. They focus on those metrics that matter. And they put all their efforts into that because they do not want to get fired or demoted. Now, with the time they have left, is they take care of the basic needs of their team in order to make that happen. Now, basic needs. These are the things that they could focus on. Some really talented middle managers can kind of go a little bit further and develop their team. But for the most part, most people are trying to balance somewhere in between there of not getting fired and taking care of the basic needs. You can't really go over and above. Now, obviously that's a big problem because now you can't do all those little ideas that your senior leaders are bringing down and you can't solve those problems that your middle, that your uh, boots on the ground are producing. There are two solutions to this. Senior leaders, they need to change their perspective. They need to remember what it was like to be that middle manager. They need to remember what it was like to be in that sink or swim situation. They had to get through that chasm somehow. Obviously, they did well because 
well, they wouldn't be in a senior leadership role if they didn't do well as a middle manager. They clearly figured out how to swim through that chasm and to get from being a technician to a people leader. Walk on over, hold the hand of that middle manager, show them, train them as if they're a technician. Teach them the tools that you use, mentor them, let them know you're there. Remember what it was like to be in that position. And then think about the little ideas that you're sprinkling out of your little idea fairy wand and think about which ones you care about. Prioritize them the same way you would prioritize something else to them. So you want them to meet A, B, and C metrics? Well, let's make it a D metric, and that could be one of your ideas. And remember what that was like when your boss would sprinkle all that pixie dust everywhere and what you had to do to get from one side to the other. Help them out. Guide them. So that's one. Two is those in the middle management roles need to look at the ideas that you get in a different way. So those at the boots on the ground, they're passing these ideas on to you because they have a problem. So think about their motivation. They want things to be better. How can we help them make things better? Well, there's a couple different ways. The biggest problem that I've seen with those that I've worked with is that they try to take on the idea all on their own. They try, if they are willing to solve that problem, they take it all on their own as if they're the one doing the work. You know yourself in a middle management role, sometimes the ideas that you get are something like, hey boss, I think it'd be great if we just teleported these pizzas from the oven right to the customer's dining room table. That way we wouldn't have to have delivery drivers. We wouldn't have to do all this different stuff. It would just be awesome. Well, yeah, that would be a great idea. But obviously we don't have the resources to do that or the time to develop those resources unless you work in a teleportation factory or something. I don't know. But for the most part, we do not have that. But what happens is we either say, nope, that's a dumb idea or, oh yeah, let me take a look at it. And obviously that's not something you can solve. And if you say this is a dumb idea, you just totally squashed that person and they're no longer going to bring your ideas, even the ones that are feasible. So what we need to do is we need to talk to the team. And when they bring an idea to us, instead of us taking ownership of the idea, we need to maintain ownership of the person. That sounded horrible, but we need to, that's what we need to do is we need to take accountability for that person and help guide them and say, okay, so your idea is to do pizza teleportation. Well, how would that work? What would be the next step and what resources can I give you? They come up with all these crazy resources say, well, we don't have that available. This is what we have available. I can ask my boss for some more, but this is what I know we have. Talk to them about the next step. Sometimes just talking it out, they realize that their idea is not feasible. It's not something that we could do at this time because of time or money or whatever else. Sometimes those ideas... They, they could work a lot. In fact, a lot of times those ideas work, but we just have to have them tell us what the next step is and what resources. That's it. We do not have to go anything further than that except set up an appointment with them next week. Hey, man, uh, I'm going to talk to you next Friday, see how it's going. That's it. Friday at noon, you sit down with them, grab a little quick bite to eat and say, hey, how's that project going? You know, talk through, hold them accountable. There you go. It's that simple. You can let them solve their own problems. You can unthaw that frozen middle. And if you're a senior leader, change that perspective. Set them up for success in order to do this. If you're in the middle, listen to your team. If your boots on the ground, think of the motivations of your boss. 
think of the time constraints that they have and just take that into consideration. Really thawing the frozen middle is that simple. And honestly, I kind of hope that term goes away because I, I just think it's it's bad. It's a bad look for our middle managers when in all reality, they're the ones that are set up for failure from the beginning in those sink or swim positions. Do you have any more inputs for this? I would love to hear it. This is something that I'm very passionate about is helping those who are in the middle to get past this. I have worked with many leaders in these positions and helped guide them. And now I want to start actually working with more teams. If you know somebody who's leading a team who could use this help to thaw out that frozen middle, have them email me at inspiretomorrow at gmail.com. I would love to talk with them and see what I could do to, to help. Uh, this is one of the services I do provide. Thank you so much for listening. I am honored that you'd spend your time with me. Please feel free to reach out at any time. And until next time, continue to lead with purpose so that we can inspire tomorrow.